I wore my mask because I was holding everybody up. Make this a Six Flags over Texas shoot 'em up. You going to heaven? You got your mind made up? You repent of all your sins? Woo. Holy Ghost is in this house, Brother Jerome. I'm almost scared to preach this morning because I've asked the Lord in view of your eternality you're an eternal soul pastor and the Lord through the spirit Sister Clem I told you how valuable you are and how precious you are and how much God loves you. But I've been praying for the Lord to let the, the anointing of my father who preached a marvelous sermon entitled The Death March. I have that sermon on CD and I give it out to preachers all over the country. They'll call me. Wow. Then I'm praying for the anointing of J.T. Pugh, who preached a sermon entitled, Your First Night in Hell. I want that anointing, plus my father's, and then Orlin Ray Foss, who preached on eternity. And I think every one of us that are eternal deserve before you die, you need to hear those sermons. Dig them up, dig them out, beg for them. I can help you get them. But if you'll ever hear those sermons, you'll preach like I'm going to try to preach this morning. I'm going to try to preach from a different perspective this morning. I was in prayer Friday morning asking the Lord what to preach here. Now, I'm going to confess to you, this is the most unresearched sermon I've ever preached. I got all my research here on one piece of paper, and I've been scribbling for three days. Tonight, as soon as we leave here, we're going to the funeral of our sister Norma Barnett, Brother Gurley's mother-in-law, one of the most precious saints I've ever met, a quiet, humble icon of holiness and consecration. This morning, everybody say this morning. I want God to gather our minds in. I'm going to ask you to forget about the inauguration, forget about the pandemic, forget about your personal struggles, and go with me in the spirit this morning. Is it okay to get in the spirit? On the Lord's day? In the spirit on the Lord's day. John was dumped off of a ship, swam to the island, and it was the prison, the death, it was the death place of prisoners. And when he got to, when he got to Patmos, 
walked around and saw all the skeletons of dead people and depressed buzzards probably on the poles looking down saying, oh, oh, oh. we're going to eat you next, boy. And in that depressing, dark death chamber, I took my grandson and my wife to, the, to Alcatraz, and my boy got into the, the last chamber that you stay in before you die. And here we are tonight, this morning. I really want God to let us look at our lives from a little different perspective. And let me preach to you this morning on looking from a different perspective. Father, in the name of Jesus, I love this church. I love our fabulous pastor, Brother Sharp. Your hand is on his life. You're opening doors for him, for his ministry that you have developed in him. Lord, doors that only you can open. Bless him, we pray. Can we raise our hands and stretch our hands toward our pastor and his wife this morning? Father, we pray for Pastor Sharp this morning and Sister Sheila that you would bless them like never before. Let this church explode with revival, we pray. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read one uh, verse of scripture this morning, though I'd like to read the whole chapter, but our time is limited. In Revelation chapter 21, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. You may be seated. God bless you this morning. Thank you, dear pastor, for this privilege to preach to you, your church this morning. There's an awesome spirit of revival in this church. I said there's a, a spirit of revival. It's, it's like never before. It's like never before. There is a special anointing that God has, has put upon our pastor and we, we just know that God's using him and, and God's blessings are flowing through his life. And I ask you to pray for him every day. Can everybody say amen? amen. If you'd pray every day. Was there 1,440 minutes in every day? If we could all pray five minutes a day for him, we could just about cover that. So every minute of the day, he's got somebody praying for him. Can you say amen? I suggest that y'all buy him a, a nice grandfather clock, maybe an old antique. One that's so old that the shadow of the pendulum has worn a hole in the back of the case. And <laughs> let him sit by that clock, and with every tick-tock of the clock, somebody's praying for him. Call it the clock of prayer. Everybody say amen. amen. I know for sure that what I'm going to preach to you this morning is what God spoke to my heart Friday morning when I was in prayer. Asking him for this 
time that I'm going to spend with you that it would be meaningful. Because I'm, I'm stirring my heart. I'm, I'm drawing nigh to God. How many of you are drawing nigh to God? Come on. Draw, everybody say, draw nigh, draw nigh to God. Focus on getting closer to God. Closer to God and further from the world. Come on, turn the world off. Yeah. Everybody say, turn the world off. Turn the news off. Turn picture shows off. Just turn off the world. Come on. Everybody say, turn off the world, but turn on Jesus. Turn him on. We know that we are eternal beings. About 20 years ago, Jerry Ann and I went to Kenya. We were scheduled to go to Kenya and preach in Kakamega, which is in the rainforest right out of Nairobi. And for several weeks, I struggled with a resistance that I, I knew was real. So I called all of my preacher friends that I knew that had been to Africa and said, is this normal for a person that is looking toward this trip, go into the rainforest and preach to precious souls? And every one of them said, yes, every time we take a, a trip to the foreign fields, we get a lot of resistance in the spirit, and you have to overcome it. So <clears throat> I'd been praying for days, <coughs> excuse me, for God to help me with it. And so I, uh, Jerry and I were invited to uh, the home of our general superintendent, Brother and Sister Chambers, to spend several days. And so we went. He had had surgery on his knees, and uh, we needed to spend time with him. So we went, and on the last night of, of that wonderful occasion, I could not sleep. All night, I stayed in the living room praying for God to talk to me. What am I, what is this resistance? Why do I fear I'd begun studying, uh, trying to memorize the 11th chapter of Hebrews, by faith, by faith. And so at 7.30 in the morning, the Lord spoke to me. And my dad used to say, don't, don't tell everybody the Lord told you something. Pastor did it this morning. I'm going to tell you what I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And it's not for glitter. It's not for glamour. It's not for to impress anybody. But the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you to Africa to, to teach you a lesson. And the lesson is, I want to teach you the value of a soul. And that made sense to me. I said, okay, that's a good classroom. It's a good classroom. Way back, I mean, we went so far back, uh, and they had a tabernacle built back there, and hundreds of people, and, and so and the only vehicle was the one that we rode in, plus a bicycle that a guy had brought with a couple of chickens hanging over the handlebars. And uh, the people, I didn't know it, but the first day they were all hungry, about 500 people, and they were hungry. 
And uh, somebody mentioned that there was a, a cow that was available, and so I paid for the cow, and they made uh, moolah or guga or something. I can't tell you what it was. I didn't eat it. <laughs> ugali, ugali, okay. My mother taught me never to say golly, but <laughs> I had to learn to say ugali. <laughs> she, she whipped me one time because I was, we were following a beer truck and it had on the back of it, golly, ain't it good? And I just read it and boy, she whipped me because I wasn't ever supposed to say golly. <laughs> But in that meeting, they had, they had slept on the concrete floors, and the, the next day they brought bamboo mats, about a quarter of an inch thick. And when they got those mats, you would have thought they all got celipostopedic, tempopedic mattresses. They were so thrilled not to be sleeping on cold concrete. But when I was preaching, one night, I was preaching on the cross, and that's where all of a sudden, wow, the cross was God's proof to man of how valuable he was. And if you don't go to the cross, you'll never get a true perspective of what life and eternity is all about. And folks, if we didn't have a Bible, we wouldn't even know why we're sitting here, where we came from, what time of day it is. We would just all be sitting here numb and not knowing. But this Bible has revealed to us the design of God, the creation of God, and the redemption of our God. And that you were valuable enough for him to go to the cross. You need to go to the cross. I'm, I'm preaching to you this morning. Don't just come to church and, and take a nap or come to church and just relax. No, we have come here to watch and to see what God has done to prove his love to us. For God so loved the world. This church is built on love, eternal love, not hatred, not competition, not on rivalries but on the love of God that endures forever. And nothing will separate us from the love of God. If you choose to make your bed in hell, he's going to still come down there and tell you, I love you, I love you. God's not going to hate you because you have not chosen to follow him. So life is full of struggles. Man is born of a woman and full of trouble. Now, I read that a preacher preached one time, and I'm probably going to need my, 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 my brother here that's the, the new future administrator of this big company. <laughs> Amen. Come help me, bro. If they're teaching you up there at work, I'm going to teach you here at church. I want you to stretch this rope. If you have to stretch it down the aisle there, I don't. Okay, yeah, put your mask on. And 
Man is born of a woman and is a few days and full of trouble. And the first foot of this rope is, uh, is black. He wrapped it in black tape. And this represents your birthday. Everybody say, my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Here I am. Mother's holding me. Everybody's goo-gooing over me. I'm the cutest little boy in the world. And uh, I went and paid our insurance premium the other day for our homeowners. And the lady's a friend of ours. She's a Pentecostal and precious saint. And uh, she said, Brother Kidwell, did you know my granddaughter died in August with cancer? I said, no, Nancy, I didn't know. And she went, she reached up on her desk and pulled a picture of the baby. Long black hair. God have mercy. And she said, the baby suffered with cancer for two years. And finally, she told her mother and dad, she said, listen, let me go. Let me go. Just let me go. I want to see Jesus. And, and she just finally, she said, no more chemo. I've gone two years in chemo. No more chemo. Let me go. Let me go. Because somehow in this darkened time uh, of her agony, life is full of trouble. Come on, everybody. Has anybody lived a foot of life? I just turned 77. I'm living the, 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 the perfect birthday is seven. That's perfect, right? And seven, that's perfect. I'm double seven. And living with Jerry Ann, I'm triple seven. Pretty girl. I love her. And here we are. <clears throat> Anybody here ever gone downhill? Anybody here ever had a struggle? Anybody ever had a setback? Come on, forget about the pandemic. Forget about the inauguration. We are right here this morning looking at heaven from a different perspective. This is what's going to make heaven a reality. This is what's going to make you dance all over heaven. Yeah, Lord, that's my life. It's mine. I brought it. I've got it here in heaven. But it's washed in the blood. It's filled with the Spirit. I have overcome. Listen, you've got to let hell know. I'm not trying to teach you how to cuss. But you've got to let hell know. Hell? No, that I am not turning back. Hell, no, not N-O-W, K-N-O-W. You got to educate hell. You got to inform hell. You overcome by the word of your testimony. Do you have a testimony? Everybody say, my testimony is I'm not backsliding. I'm not turning back. I'm not going to quit praying. I'm not going to quit coming to church faithfully. I'm not going to turn to the worldly elements. <clears throat> Come on. Hell, I want you to know there is nothing you can do to me to make me discouraged. Come on. Everybody say, hell, no, that I 
am a child of God. My name is in the land book of life. No matter what I've been through, look where I'm going. This represents my life. That represents the billions and billions and billions of years of eternity. Now, if you'll come back and trade with me, we're going to preach for just a few moments on the different perspective. Thank you, brother. Here we are. Everybody say, here we are in heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sort of hard to think about sometimes when you're going through high bills, high taxes, crazy world. Folks, are we living in a crazy world? But Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Paul said, I persuade men. Now here I am in this pulpit trying to persuade you that just because you're living in that 12-inch time space, that that's not all there is to this life. Just overcoming that is not all. Friend, we have got an inheritance. We have a redemption. Some of you couldn't shout if I put your foot on the streets of gold. You're so bogged down in that black foot that you can't get your other foot on the streets of gold. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. In Alaska, I had gone salmon fishing up in the top of a mountain. My man, uh, John Klukiak, took me on his four-wheeler, and I fished, caught me a big salmon. He came and picked me up after two hours. And on our way back, I was right on the back of his four-wheeler, cold as ice, and, and he stopped with, one, with two wheels in the ocean, the barren sea, and two on the sand. And he turned to me and said, Brother Gidrow, Brother Gidrow, uh, I want you to pray for me. I said, okay. What about John? He said, I have a crime on my record from before I was a Christian. And I can't get a good job because it's on my record. Would you pray for me? So I just put my hand on his, my arm on his back, and I made it my altar. And I said, Jesus Christ, John Klugiak is asking you to expunge his record so he can get a good job and be a great Christian. And I pray for you to expunge his record in Jesus' name. Amen. A few weeks later, I get a call from the pastor, and he said, Brother Gidrow, John wants to talk to you. Do you have a minute? And I said, why, well, sure. It was midnight where I was. It was 10, about 9 o'clock in Alaska. And he said, Brother Gidrow, you remember me, Brother Gidrow? And I said, I do, John. I said, I was on the back of your four-wheeler. Yes, and you prayed a prayer for me, Brother Gidrow. I said, what was the prayer, John? It was that my record would be expunged from the criminal court records of the state of, Alabama, of Alaska. And Brother Gidrow? They expunge my record. Yeah. 
You can have two wheels in the barren sea and two on the sands of time. But friend, there is a God in heaven. He's not just going to focus on. He went to the cross for that black foot. He went to Calvary. Come on, can't you shout hallelujah? He took that black foot of time and dipped it in the blood and said, it's over. It's over. It's over. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Brother Kid Rose, I'm going to tell you, Brother Kid Rose, boy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to shout, woo! When I get over that, that threshold, wow! And for 10,000 years, I'm going to shout. Why don't you shout down here when it really counts? Anybody can shout in heaven, but you're going through the black foot of your life. And you can't live in that black foot. You gotta see life from this perspective. If I were in heaven right now, and, and all of the saints and all of the subdivisions of mansions and, and, and castles, and I was walking through, and you're down here, yeah, sucking your thumb. My God. Everybody get break for me. Pastor told me the other day, one, uh, one of our executives, he called me and said, I, I just got a picture of a check that a guy gave a church for $955,000. And then he wrote another check for 45000 so he could make it a million. I told that to a preacher. He said, well, I guess God's forgotten about me. Go ahead and live in that black foot. Go ahead and, come on, everybody. Sit there and pout and feel all soft yourself and suck your thumb. Have you ever preached to thumb suckers? You get your mind on that black foot and you'll suck your thumb all week. Martin Luther King said a year, several years ago, tomorrow, I've come to the mountain. Folks, we gotta look at life from a different perspective. You can't look at this stupid life with prejudice, fears, and hatreds. Nobody's got a right to hate anybody, no matter what condition. So God taught me the value of a soul. When I was preaching on the cross, it's like my mind lit up. We got back to Nairobi and went to the slums of Nairobi. One mile long, little tin huts with a million people living in mud. Not a one of them has a floor. And a urine ditch is right on the other side. It's not sealed. It doesn't go, the, the wall doesn't go all the way down. It's just dirt, and then there's a urine ditch. Stench, disease, the longest you can live, average, is 37 years in the slums. And those people, kids are playing, talking. We drove right through people, 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 laughing, laughing, laughing. Not a one of them was sucking their thumb. Look where I live. And it is said that no American could go to the slums and move in and survive. You'd get so depressed in a few days. 
with the mud, sleeping in the mud. It's like a pigsty. If you want to suck your thumb, that's your business. But I'm not going to go to heaven sucking my thumb. Poor little Ronnie, poor little Ronnie. I've had it so tough. My wife pulled all the hair out of my head. <laughs> my kids don't love me like I want them to. You can think of 10,000 reasons to suck your thumb. Or you can put that black foot in the blood of Jesus and walk out of there and live from a new perspective in my father's house or many mansions. Come up here, let me show you. And he showed him the different perspective. How would, what if God let us live a billion years and then come back down to earth. I mean, dance and praise God and eat at the marriage supper of the Lamb and, and all of our tears wiped away and no fears and no worries. And oh, my Lord, all the, the servants of heaven and the feast of heaven and all of that and, and, and have that for a billion years and then come down here and live 70 meager years with the commandment to take up your cross and follow me. What would you do that last black foot of life if you lived a billion years? If, you, if, if God would reverse this thing, I think we'd have a whole lot more success preaching to people that had been a billion years in heaven and came down here to conquer this little old black foot. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody here. You're playing with your soul. You're Hypocritin, coming to church. Well, I didn't see Brother Jones worship this morning, so I didn't worship. Get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes off of people. We have come to worship with the saints of the Most High God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Jesus told about a man that when he died, he went to heaven, but the rich man died and he prayed lord send somebody to my brother's house i'm preaching to you from your brother's house but you got to get a hold of your prayer life you got to get a hold of your habits you got to come to church and be changed you never come to leave the same never everybody say hallelujah If I were in my mansion right now and I, they gave me a privilege to preach down here at the temple and I'd talk about Abraham. I saw Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Paul, and Timothy. I had a preacher friend, David Hudson, a David uh, Hudspeth up in Durant, Oklahoma, practicing on Saturday for a song he's going to sing at a funeral the next day. And he was in the living room of his house, and he was singing. Record player was going, and he was singing. Finally said, I saw Paul and Timothy, but I said, I want to see Jesus, and dropped dead. Dropped dead singing, I want to see Jesus. How many want to see your Savior? I wish I could take the thumb out of somebody's mouth this morning. 
I wish I could change somebody's attitude. Why is he preaching like that this morning? He must want my money. No. I want your soul to be saved. Your soul will, there's three things that will never die. Prayers will never die. Angels will never die. And people will never die. And to live your life in total absence of the awareness that I am an eternal soul. And it's easy to say, I could have, I would have, I should have. Because hell, it's a long time to regret not making things right with God. So somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, VA, get rose. I wish your anointing would come on me right now. J.T. Pugh, I wish your anointing would come on me right now. I wish, Brother Foss, I could preach about eternity like you did because I'm preaching to people that are eternal. They are eternal. They are eternal. They're not just going through the black foot of life. They are preparing for the other side of eternity, which is the joys of the Lord. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. If I say I'm going... Hell, I'm here to tell you this morning, I have a testimony. You need to write it in your Bible. I'm going to heaven. No sin. There's no pleasure in sin good enough for me to turn back. I made up my mind. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Ghost, help me now. Help me, Lord. I'm preaching from the other perspective, Lord from the eternal side of our lives that we were born and we will never die. We will never die. Could you just raise your hand right now and just say, Holy Ghost, come in this room. Come in this room. Come in this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, help me get my mind off of this black foot of life, Lord. Help me to seek things that are eternal. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Just take over this place right now, Lord. Somebody's got to come out of their sleep. Our world is about to catch on fire. Lord, we are living in a pandemic. We're living in a world crisis. Our whole nation right now is a powder keg of fears and, and resentments. And we've got to love and we've got to forgive and we've got to forget. And we've got to move on. Could you raise your hands with me right now and just intercede for somebody? Holy Ghost, come on, Holy Ghost. You're doing it, Lord. I ask you to give us a revelation of the value of our soul, that if you loved our soul enough, you didn't come here, dear God, to give us new, new bodies. You didn't come here to save our flesh. Our flesh is going back to the dust, but our spirit is going back to our God. You didn't come here to give us new homes and new cars and, new, and better recipes. And Lord, you came here to save us. 
You tried to preach to people from the other perspective, but they didn't listen. But we're listening to the Spirit. Would you stand with me right now and just tune your ears to the Holy Ghost? Lord, is there anything you want me to do in this service this morning? Is there any sin I need to get out of my life? Show me my sins, Lord. Show me. Show me my carnality, Lord. Show me my wicked ways. Show me. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, show us the walls of Jasper, Lord. Show us the streets of gold. Show us, dear Lord. Help me to persuade somebody today to change their life. Help me to persuade somebody today to make a change. To make a change. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I've obeyed you, Lord, and I ask you now to come in. You speak, Lord. Your voice is more important than my voice or our voice as I ever be. You'll speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready to hear the voice of the Lord? Are you ready to make a move when God speaks to you? Is anybody God talking to you right now? If, if I've ever done anything for God, I got to get busy because I don't, my time is running out. My time is running out, but my eternity never will. I'm going to live forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You're speaking to somebody here this morning, Lord. If I've just preached to one person this morning, one person, I'm asking you, Lord, to show them the streets of gold. Show them the love of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right where you are, I'm going to ask you to make that your altar this morning. And I want you to go to God in prayer. Lord, I'm open. Whatever you want to do in my life, I need to repent. I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. If all of this is waiting on those that are following you, Lord, then I'm asking you, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to show it to me. Hallelujah. I'm going to dip, I'm going to dip my black life into your blood this morning. I'm going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Can you say God in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Would every prayer warrior just help me pray this morning? Somebody, somebody, Satan's resisting. It's causing you to resist the move of God. This is not a religion. This is a, 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 a relationship with God. Hallelujah. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you this morning. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you raise your hand and say, Brother Gibbons, will you pray for me? Because I really need... I really need to draw nigher, closer yes, to the Lord. Praise his name. Praise his name. I really do need, dear Lord, to look at life from a different perspective. I'm tired of this black foot. I really want to get my eyes on heaven. 
praise his name. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise his name. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's the first of this new year. This is time for us to change our perspective. We're not going to walk into this new year with fear. We're walking with heaven, heaven's power behind us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can we raise our hands and just praise the Lord? Thank you for the hope of heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. In my Father's house are many mansions. I'm going to live from the other perspective, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pastor, if you'll come, praise our God. Praise our God. Praise our God. Praise our God. Turn it up. Both in body and in mind. Where I stand to the peak is a distance on my own eye. Cannot reach. So this journey of a thousand steps begins right here on my knee. Soon I'll soar like a knee. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost high on wings of Where I can almost see God's face Rising in His splendor Two heights I never knew One once looked like a mountain's just to hear heaven's point of view. Let me get down here with you. Let me sing to you now. I may face things tomorrow. You know about cancer. I can't comprehend today. Circumstances so uncertain make it hard. To find the strength to pray. But I'm living in the promise. I'll never leave you. I will always see you through. Woo! 
So what's this mountain to an eagle flying high? Heaven's point of view. Oh my God, this is beautiful. So now soar like an eagle. That's it. Rise above your circumstance. High on wings of grace. God loves those tears. Just to hear heaven's point of view. What once looked like a mountain, just to hear from heaven's point of view. Hallelujah! Oh, would you let it roll, Barry? The Holy Ghost is moving in here, Barry. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is touching lives. Hallelujah. Come on, look at it from the other side. Come on, look at your life from the other side right now. Look at your life from the other side right now. Hallelujah. 
Sister Magruder speaking, singing that song. Cancer in her body. While she's singing that song that claimed her life and ended her one foot of this eternity. But she refused to focus on that one foot and got her eyes from heaven's perspective. And she was able to move an entire general conference and we went to minister to her. And she didn't have her thumb in her mouth and she ministered to us. Amen. Right now, lift your hands and get a whole new perspective. I don't care what I'm going through. When I look at it back towards this, amen. When I look at it, this is just a light affliction that worketh a more eternal weight and glory. What I'm going through right now is just a light affliction. That's what Paul said while he was being beaten, while he was being chained, while he was being imprisoned, while he was being despised and forgotten and pushed aside. He said, oh no, you don't understand. He said, I want to know him in the fellowship of suffering. I know what he went through. I'm going through it too. But when I look at it from the other side, oh, it's working something for me for eternity. Hallelujah. 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 Secure yourself in the grace of God and the knowledge that you have a mansion in heaven. Say, Pastor, what do I need to do to have that security? Do I need to be perfect? No one is perfect. Do I need to do a penance? Do I need to earn my way to this grace or mercy? You cannot do that. You have to look, like the bishop said, at the cross afresh. Take a look at a wounded Savior, a screaming, crying man that bore stripes on his back that even came to the brink of his own will breaking, saying, God, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, I need to do it to fulfill my purpose. He did that for you and I. He did that for me. And the devil wants to tell you he doesn't love you. The devil wants to lie to you and tell you he doesn't love you. Oh, no. He said, I go, I go to prepare a place for you that where I go, there you might be also. So what do I need to do, Pastor, to inherit my mansion that is already built? Somebody say, it's already there. Oh, close your eyes. Can you see it right now in faith? Can you see your mansion? If you can't, you need to get another perspective. You need to get another perspective of the house that heaven has for you. Oh, my goodness. Sister Cleo, Don's waiting on you. Sister Eubanks, Brother Eubanks is waiting on you. Amen. He's already in that mansion. He's waiting. Come on, how many others got loved ones? Amen. My son's already there. They're waiting on us. Amen. Get another view. Amen. Get another view. Come on, say, I got a house. Somebody say, I got a house in heaven. Can you see your mansion today? Can you see it right now? Close your eyes one more time. 
Show them right now in the name of Jesus. Give them a vision through the spirit of their heavenly home right now. The peace, the joy. What do I need to do to inherit that heavenly home? Repent of your sins. That means to that hallelujah prayer. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Tell him that today. Lord, I decide today. I, you gave me the will, the decision. Today, I decide. Somebody say it with me. Let's all say it. Today, today, I purpose, I decide, I determine to love you with all my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. If you meant that from your heart right now, and you're, you mean that from your heart, that's a repented prayer. That's what repentance sounds like. It's not a grocery list of all that you've done that is evil. It's a decision to turn away from that and to turn to Jesus Christ with all of your ability. And if you do that, he said, if you're buried with him in baptism, those sins that you have committed in your life are remitted. That means they are paid for. You had a bill you couldn't pay. And when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, those sins are purchased. You say, I did them. How can somebody else pay the bill? Just like y'all went to that restaurant yesterday and the man in front of you. Mercy, grace, whatever reason, he decided to pay your bill. Well, what did I do? What did we do to deserve? Brother Sister Gidrose went to a barbecue restaurant in Belton and the man in front of them paid for their meal behind him. Then he invited them over to sit with him. He's an ex-football player. They got to know him, all kinds of stuff God's doing there. That's what an amazing thing. Why did he do that? Did you... Did you beg for him? Please, please, please pay my meal. That would have been so awkward, strange, unmerited favor and grace from God. We can't earn it. He paid our bill. Somebody said he paid my bill. How many, somebody say paid, he paid my bill. Now how do, how do I mark that down? How do I mark that down that he paid for my bill? We got a screen here. That thing goes up. There's a baptistry behind there. There's not holy water in it. It's just water. But there's something about obeying the word of the Lord. He said, if you're buried with him in baptism, you'll be renewed and raised with him in newness of life. Amen. When you go down in the name of Jesus Christ, you're not ashamed to do that. Amen. Then those sins are washed away. They are purchased by Jesus Christ. And then that promise, somebody say the promise. Come on, stay with me now. You want to get your heavenly home, this is how you're going to get it. That promise you made to love him with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, you cannot keep in your human ability. Your will is able, it's strong, but your flesh is weak. So that promise needs to be accompanied by power. By power. How can I keep the promises that I've made in faith to Jesus Christ? I can tell you there's only one way through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Power to do what? To become a witness that I said I want to love him with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. And I couldn't do it in myself. I just made up my mind I wanted to do it. And when I did and I was baptized in the name of Jesus, something Something happened to me. Anybody have it happen to you? Amen. Anybody ever have it happen to you in this house? Something happened to me. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I know it happened because I spoke in a language I never learned before. 
It was a supernatural language beyond my ability. I began to speak in an unknown tongue as a sign to my unbelieving flesh that something happened to me. How many are glad it happened to you? How many out there that are watching today are glad it happened to you that as you repented of your sins and you took his name in baptism, the power, somebody say the power of the Holy Ghost filled me. Amen. And we have the promise that as long as we keep that power in us, renewed daily, that we will overcome. We'll be an overcomer. And one of these days, the Bible said that same spirit that was in Christ Jesus shall in like manner quicken, makes alive again our mortal bodies. And we that are dead in Christ shall rise from the ground. Why? Because that body used to have the Spirit of God in it. And he said, I'm claiming that body back. Amen. And they're going to go in the air. And we, amen, Sister Barnett's already going to, she got a first row seat. Amen. You're going to that funeral tonight. But we that are alive and remain will meet them in the air. And I'm going to claim my heavenly home. And I'm going to be with my master one more time. No matter what you're going through, amen. Don't let the devil, don't let your flesh put a thumb in your mouth. I don't care what you're facing, what you're fighting. Get another view of it right now. Thank you, Jesus, for your word and for the man of God that preached to me today. Come on, with all of your heart, you need to thank God for the word. You need to thank God for the man of God. Halabosata.